0: Hey podcast people, how's it going? Azarin the Language Nerd here. Hope you're doing very, very well on this fine Wednesday afternoon or whatever day and time it is for you right now as you're listening to this podcast episode. I'm your host, as per usual, Azrin the Language Nerd. You can find me primarily on Facebook, Instagram, Snapchat, YouTube, LinkedIn, and of course on TikTok. My username on all these platforms is identical. It is at Azarin. That is spelled P-O-L-Y-G-L-O-T. A-Z or Z depending on your country, R-E-N. You can also simply search Azrin The Language Nerd on whatever your favorite social network is. Again, that is spelled A-Z or Z-R-E-N, The Language Nerd. And welcome to another podcast episode. I am very, very excited as per usual to be recording this one here. I want to discuss an incredibly important topic today, which is the topic of trying to learn a language faster. I, in my experience, whenever I talk to different language learners, a significant percentage of them are aiming and thinking about and pondering and and are spending a, a good chunk of their time and energy on trying to speed up, trying to expedite the process of learning another language. And in my opinion, I actually think in uh, in the vast majority of these situations, that isn't, that is an unhealthy way. That is an unhealthy way to approach things. The problem with spending a lot of time pondering, how can I learn faster is that it puts a lot of mental stress on you when you're thinking every day, Oh my God, I want to hurry up and learn. I want to hurry up and learn. When will I be fluent? When can I finally understand TV? When can I finally listen to the radio? When can I finally talk to native speakers? When can I finally stop struggling with this language? When you're thinking about that consistently over and over and regularly, the problem becomes, the problem, because, is the problem becomes, excuse me, the problem becomes that it creates stress in your system. It creates mental pressure. It creates disappointment every time something happens that shows you that you're still not at the desired level of fluency you're trying to achieve. And that stress actually makes it harder for you to learn. It is a simple biological fact. It is difficult for you to properly learn something new. If your mind is stressed and you're not in a, in your mind and your brain and your body is not in an ideal, in an ideal state to be learning. And so this is one of the number one reasons that in my perspective, worrying about or thinking about on a regular basis, how can I learn faster? This is one of the number one reasons why I think this is a bad idea. I think for some people thinking about how to learn faster also leads to bad behavior. It leads you into jumping into certain language learning programs or follow, following certain methodologies that are maybe not all that effective there are certain language learning programs and courses and things like that, that make certain claims that, Hey, after taking this application or program or class or whatever, by only doing 15 minutes a day, by only following our simple three-step process, you're going to be able to speak this language. Often the claims that these companies and applications often what they're saying is actually correct and they're not really lying per se, but (laughs) it's a different topic, but it's an important one to mention. Often someone will say something, but because of the mindset we're in, we're going to interpret that message differently. So for example, perhaps Duolingo or whoever says by doing 15 minutes a day, you're going to make rapid improvement in said language that's probably true if you do 15 minutes a day you're going to make rapid improvement but because in your mind you're you're trying to rapidly achieve this near native level of fluency you're going to interpret that message as oh if i do 15 minutes a day i'm going to magically very rapidly achieve a near native level of fluency that's not what the company claimed that's not what they said it's not how the program was designed but you interpreted their advertising their messaging in that way due to your mindset. So what happens is that you will get sucked in, you're going to sign up for programs, you're going to pay for resources, you're gonna pay for classes, you're going to follow, you're going to attack language learning in such a way that you believe you're gonna rapidly get there and it's not going to work. It's kind of like if I saw a hammer and because I was thinking about unscrewing a screw And I was really thinking about that all the time. And I see a hammer. I don't see that, Oh, the hammer is for nailing nails. And instead I try to use the hammer to unscrew a screw. I'm not using the, the tool in the correct manner. I'm not using the tool in the way that it is designed, that it is, it is designed to be used. So that also creates some different issues when you have that sort of mindset of, I want to learn faster. I want to learn faster. Oh my goodness. So I have some real ch- I have some real problems. I actually think it's a negative thing. It's a bad idea for language learners to consistently be thinking about I want to learn faster. I want to learn faster. Oh my God, I want to be fluid as fast as possible. I do not believe that is a healthy way to approach things. Now, with that said, I still think it's 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 strategic and it's a helpful thing to to think about and be and be thoughtful about, how how your language learning journey is going i think you have to be thoughtful to figure out are you spending your time in an effective way i just think it has to be something you ponder not every single day heck maybe not even every single week i think it has to be thought about you know at regular intervals maybe every three months maybe every month maybe every two months maybe every year maybe every six months but definitely not every day maybe a little bit every week, but it cannot be something that's taking a significant amount of your brain power, of your energy, and of your time. Most of your time and energy should actually be focused on trying to improve in the language. Studying, practicing, learning some grammar, learning new words, working on your pronunciation, going to practice events, hiring a private tutor, reading a book thinking about the language and thinking about how you would say different th- different things listening to a podcast doing some listening practice writing something down practicing your chinese characters practicing the the your improve practicing your printing your printing in arabic like that's the kind of that's where the majority of your time and energy should be spent and what i find is there are quite a few quite a few language learners who are actually spending instead of spending their time on the actual let's call it the work the actual steps and the things that are going to make you progress they actually spend a good chunk of their energy and their time and their focus on how can i learn faster and i don't think that's a that's a good use of time i I just don't so i wanted to to really start things off on this podcast because i i believe this is a problem that needs to be addressed And, and I wanted to be someone who addressed it. In fact, I'm going to take this conversation one step further, a step further. And not everybody has to take it to this level, but I think that in, at least for me, I like taking it to this level. It's a really, really good thing for me and it, and it helps me tremendously. You know, I believe that, you know, how do I say this? (sighs) The way I view life, not just language learning, I view life in the following way i want to try and and accomplish as many things as i can on a day-to-day basis i want to try and be as productive as i can in a healthy way right be productive get as much done every single day and really squeeze everything out of of every day that i can but i try my absolute best to have no expectations of what comes out of my efforts isn't that crazy so even though i worked really hard one day and i tried to really improve I expect myself to not actually improve. Or rather, let me rephrase that, I don't expect myself to have improved a certain amount. So in my mind, after doing a study session or after studying for a month, I don't think in my mind, oh, after a month of study, I should probably be at this point in my studies. No, no, I think I'm gonna work really hard for a month and maybe I'll be absolutely amazing and maybe I'll have only moved forward 1%. I have zero expectations of how much I should be progressing. And that's really hard to do, but I encourage you to take on that mindset because when you have, when you just believe and sorry, not believe when you decide that I'm going to work as much as I possibly can while still being healthy and making sure that I am, you know, happy and, and, and attacking my life and approaching my life in a way that makes me happy, I suppose, right? But trying to be as productive as productive as you can, and you're trying to do as much as you can, accomplish as much as you can, but having no expectations of how good you should be after a certain amount of effort. That kind of duality of mixing hard work with no expectations of what that hard work should or shouldn't lead to is a really, really good formula. Especially when you sprinkle in a little bit of salt on top, what I mean by that is, especially when you sprinkle in a little bit of thoughtfulness and every month, every two months, every three months, every every now, now and again, you're trying to be thoughtful and to think, huh, is this working? When you sprinkle that in every now and then, it's a really good formula. It's an excellent formula for success. Moving into a little bit of a life direction here, in many ways in my life, I've actually been getting better and better at having no expectations. Like, it's crazy. I, um, like literally I was, uh, (laughs) recently in my business, this is the business example. Recently in my business, I wanted to try a completely different marketing strategy based around a teacher who wanted to, who wanted some extra work. They wanted to have, do some extra work and make some extra money. I created a job for her. I wasn't planning on it. I hadn't budgeted for it. I had the money for it. I was like, I could probably pay her a little bit to do some stuff. And I tried something brand new that's been on my list for a while, but you know, I, I had no idea where I would go. It was basically a bit of a, a community outreach kind of, I'm, I'm not going to go into what the position really is cause it's not that relevant, but so I created this position, she started to do it and it's created really interesting connections and meetings with people that I was not initially expecting. And I'm going into these meetings completely blind. Like, Number one, I had no expectations of me giving her, of giving this employee an extra job. I actually had zero expectations of what positive results it would lead in my business. I hoped it would. I thought it might. Like I thought, I think this is a good idea, but I didn't expect it to. I was ready after three months. And I even told the teacher, Hey, after three months, we might even cut this. If it's not working, I was ready for a three month loss. I was like, well, it's gonna cost me this much money. I can afford that loss. It's not gonna put me out of business. It's gonna help her out for a few months. She'll make some extra money, great. It's gonna be a win-win-win. She'll be happy. If it works, then amazing. But I know expectation. Then when it started to work and I started to, 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 to get some different openings and different avenues and different potential success points in my business, and I've been meeting different people and everything, even when I'm having these different meetings and going through these different things, I have zero expectation of where they go. I'm like, I'm going to go there. I'm going to say my piece. I'm going to listen to them. We're going to try and work it out. And what happens happens. And, and such an open mindset has led to some positive things. Number one, I have no mental stress of things working out or not working out. That's amazing. The low stress and just light being light and being unburdened is an excellent thing. It feels really good. Number two, it allows me to be way more creative in these meetings. Like literally I had a meeting today, I walked in with one idea of, oh, I think this is where this meeting's going to go and how we should probably work together. Halfway through the meeting, I was, as I'm listening to them, I was like, you know what? I just got a new idea based on what you're saying. I don't know what that looks like, but let's discuss it. And now there's a completely different way that we might work together, right? Even this employee who's doing extra work I had no initial intentions of giving her extra work. I, I wasn't even planning on creating that position that I created for her, but I did because she wanted work, and I was like, "Huh?" So I literally was like, "Okay, tell me what you want." I literally we had a meeting, and I was like, "Tell me, tell me what you like. I don't know. What would you want to do? Do you want to do photography? Do you want to be an artist? Like, do you want to like What do you want to do? And just talk to me. I'm a, let's have a wide open conversation and see what we can do. And that's how we created the job for her, or I created the job for her. So all of that to say that the having the no expectations in my perspective is just a good way to live life. You know, even when you give, and this is the crazy one, often I find people who who are big givers and they give a lot of their time and their energy, blah, blah, blah. And, you know, they feel like people use them as a doormat and they don't feel good about it. Well, when you give and you have no expectation and you're like, I'm literally giving and that's it. I'm not expecting anything in return. I'm not hoping anything, I'm just giving. When you just give, it's very pure and you don't feel like a doormat because you're giving and you're, you are actually are voluntarily, voluntarily being a doormat. And you're like, yeah, I wanna be a doormat. Yeah, go me. Yes, use me as a doormat right now. A lot of you guys use me as a doormat and I'm super happy about it. Isn't that crazy? I teach so much for free every single Saturday. I've done it for years now. Seven hours, I work a full Saturday, have done so for years now two years now, give or take. And I'll never, I never ask. I, I basically ask for nothing and I'm super fine with it. I'm happy to be that doormat. I'm happy to be a welcome mat. I'm happy to do that. So, and that's totally cool. So having that no expectations, I actually think is a very positive, positive way to view things. Now I don't have a lot of time here before I have to head out. I got to teach pretty shortly, but I want to say one last thing, completely unrelated to everything I've been saying, but it's been a big learning point in my life, which is, uh, it's kind of blowing my mind. So every single one of us, we have our circles. We all live in our our own version of echo chambers and echo chamber. What I mean by that is we hang out and we listen to, and we, and we hang out with people who share our beliefs, We listen to podcasts and watch videos and engage with content that resonates with us. And everything we do on a day-to-day basis, for the most part, usually resonates with how we view the world. If someone has a different opinion, a different perspective, again, for the most part, the stuff that we interact with on a day-to-day basis, um, even if it's different than what we believe, it's only like seven degrees different or 10 degrees different. It's not a completely 180 degree different opinion that you're wildly against. And this is how myself, every one of us lives in this way. However, I believe that there's value in breaking out of that and trying to meet people who have completely different perspectives, completely different life experiences and trying to interact with those types of people. I've said this before, this is not the first time that I've shared this belief that I have on the podcast, but Here's the thing. I recently did this on purpose because I was curious. I wanted to see what would happen and this is where this whole epiphany is coming from. I've got a, a really good friend of mine and our friend circles are completely different. The people he hangs out with are so different than anyone I ever spend time with. I don't even spend that much time with his friend group because I don't really I don't resonate and click with them very much. But we had a rare opportunity recently where I was in a different mood and there was a, there's a, there a, right timing of an event that my friend invited me to the person at, there's one person at the event who I would not seen in a long time that I kind of wanted to see. And all the circumstances were just right for me to go spend a few hours and hang out with my friend's friends. And I spent, I don't know, probably a good four hours, five hours and a nighttime evening. They were drinking. I don't really drink. I mean, I might drink every now and then, but I'm not a big drinker, but they're drinking. It's a fun time. or hanging out. And I had this big realization and the realization was that different people, uh, get fulfillment out of life from different things. It sounds so simple, right? But I want you to actually, when we dig a little bit deeper, the simple concept is a mind blowing thing. You know, I, I get fulfillment and happiness from my life a lot from a lot of it comes from my work and my family, like spending time with my sister doing right by, by my sister and my mom and spending time with them from work, being productive, trying to move forward for me, trying to move forward in life, trying to get better, trying to improve upon myself, trying to become healthier, the concept of progress and moving forward and work, and being productive, and the, you know the, uh, those kinds of things really drive me. Those are big drivers for me. And they are a core element of my, of who I am as a human being. But here's the thing, not everyone has that. And I didn't realize that. I actually thought it was like an inherent human thing. Like all of us find happiness and fulfillment from trying to get better. And of course we all do, but in different respects. When I was hanging out with my friends' friends, I realized something. As I'm observing their behavior, I realized that for them, a massive thing that brings them happiness in their lives is play. And just doing things because they're fun. Dancing, singing, being together, being a community, hanging out with your friends, sharing stories, going for drinks, going to... To, 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 to blah 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 do things like that purely fun. doesn't matter if it's if it's if it's um, imp- if it's improving your brain and you're learning something no just getting together and having fun is one of the most important things, at least from my outside perspective as I'm observing this that matters to them. Of course they like to learn. of course they want to move forward in their lives and develop things. just like of course Azrin wants to have fun. I want to have fun of course but fun and play is not one of the driving forces of my life. But for this group of people, it is. And I realized that every single person has a different driving force that absolutely motivates them and makes them want to get up out of that makes them want to get up and get out of bed every single morning that makes them feel excited. And I was like, Oh my God, that's such a huge epiphany for me. And because of, because we all have different pillars that we live by, we have different lenses that we view the world through and it's really difficult. Like I, you know, you can't, I, I now find it much, you know, how do I say this? It's much harder for me to judge someone when I really understand what their core pillar of their life is. You know what I mean? And I believe it's, it's a a tremendously valuable thing to try and penetrate penetrate different circles, different ways of living, different perspectives, because it really opens us up and and it's just powerful. Um, and it was a meaningful thing for me, and especially me liking business, liking sales, I realized that, huh, because those different types of pillars that people live by, I have to structure things in my business to be able to appeal to different types of pillars. This podcast, for example, definitely appeals way more to, I would say, the int- intellectual type, I would think, People who like thinking about deeper topics, things like that. In fact, a lot of my content is. I don't really have a lot that's just lighthearted, fun, and ha ha ha, let's just watch. Maybe that's something I have to look into to appeal to a different demo, a different demographic. Anyway, it's been over 20 minutes. I I had a lot of fun making this podcast. I think we hit on some really interesting topics. I appreciate your attention. You guys are the best. And of course, we will talk very, very soon. Bye for now. See you.